Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt. So glad you've joined me today as we continue our series on the hard sayings of Jesus. Today we're going to talk about the words of Jesus, and uh, we'll, we'll to zero in on this hard saying. We'll read John chapter six, verse fifty-three. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. What, what an incredible saying. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Uh, this was troubling even to his disciples and those who heard him, because a little further down in Verse 60, it says, Therefore many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard or difficult saying. <laughs> yeah. His disciples, the one who heard it, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? And I'm sure many people have felt that way today. Well, let's put it in a little bit of context. This is, is John chapter 6. And in this chapter, just before this happened, Jesus has multiplied the loaves and fishes of, of one lad and fed a great multitude, 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. So, so easily could have been 15, 20,000 people there. And so there has been a multiplication of, of food, of bread and fish. Now, the people later... Uh, came looking for Jesus because after the miracle, John tells about that when the people realized what an incredible miracle, they were ready to come by force and make him their king. But Jesus knew that that was not the route. That was not God's way. And so he sent the disciples away in a boat to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and he went up on a mountain to pray. And then later that night, he went walking on the sea, reunited with the disciples in the boat, and then they went the, to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, the Sea of Galilee at its widest uh, part is about nine miles across, so it's, it's, it's a, a good-sized sea. It's a good-sized lake, and, and uh, it, it, it can have some very serious storms, as we even read about in the Gospels. Now, when he got to the other side, he found that the people who had eaten of this miraculous multiplication of bread, that they had come looking for him. And when they found him, they said, how did you get here? And Jesus said, hey, you're seeking for me, not because you saw the signs, but because you, your stomach was filled, because you ate of the bread. You got your, your appetite satisfied. You got food to eat. That's why you're looking for me. And then he, he admonishes them not to seek the bread that perishes, and, um, but, but to seek for the bread that endures for eternal life. So let me just read that to you. It, it's in the same chapter. It's a very long chapter, chapter 6. But in verse 27, he said to them, Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. So he's obviously talking about spiritual food. He is admonishing them for just 
chasing after material things and natural food. And he says you need to be seeking after the real food, the spiritual food. Let me read it again. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal upon him. So this is the whole context in which Jesus makes this statement. He is contrasting natural food with spiritual food. Uh, And he often does this. He speaks in figurative language. You remember the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman who had come to the, the well to draw water? And Jesus said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. You're coming after natural water, but I've got living water to give to you. So Jesus is always painting pictures, using metaphorical language, uh, using figures of speech to get across to people the truth he wants them to know and understand. So here he's talking about spiritual food and contrasting it with their seeking after natural food. And so in the discussion, he finally comes down and he says to them, and this is in verse 48, I am the bread of life. And so in other words, uh, the spiritual bread is not just something I'm going to give you. I am the bread of life. He goes on and says, your fa- your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. Okay, here, here's a, 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 a truth from their Old Testament ancestors. They ate bread in the wilderness, but they died. This is the bread which came down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. This is the bread. I have bread to give you. I am the bread of life. He says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the world. Then the Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? (laughs) Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. You have to also remember that uh, there's a law. uh, It's probably in Leviticus. I don't know the reference right now. But the Jews were not allowed to drink blood from an animal, nor were they allowed to eat meat of an animal in which the blood had not been been drained. They were to avoid the eating of blood. So here is Jesus talking like this, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Verse 55, for my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And so this this is, is very difficult for him. Verse 60, therefore, many of the disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained or grumbled about this, he said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? Now listen to this, verse 63. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Okay? The words that I speak to you. In other words, Jesus is saying, you're not to take this literally. I'm speaking to you, 
figurative language, spiritual language. It is the Spirit that gives life. Now, Jesus is all, always using figurative language. He calls himself, in, in John chapter 10, he calls himself the door to the sheepfold. He calls himself the good shepherd. He calls himself the light of the world. Jesus, you know, they say that a, that, that a picture is worth a thousand words. And Jesus teaches with word pictures to get across the truth he wants to convey. What is the truth he wants to convey here? And how can we? Is, is he talking about communion here? There is nothing to indicate that he's talking about communion. Now, our Catholic friends uh, like to apply this verse to the to their to their their communion service to their mass where they believe that when the priest bless, lifts the the host and blesses the bread that it turns into the blood and body of Jesus Christ there there is nothing in scripture to validate that whole teaching that is something that that has come out of tradition came out of the middle ages uh what Jesus is saying here how do we eat his flesh and drink his blood well, let me read again what he said. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. When we come to Jesus and we unite with him in absolute faith, yielding up our will, yielding up our lives to him, putting our faith in him, we become united with him. And then we begin to Think on his words. We read his words. We incorporate them into our lives. An Old Testament prophet Jeremiah one time said, uh, uh, he's talking to God. He said, thy words were found and I did eat them. What did he mean he ate the words of God? He means that he, he took them in. He read them. He heard them. He memorized them. When he laid down at night, he meditated upon them. He thought upon them. He directed his lives accordingly. He ate the word of God. And when Jesus talks about eating his flesh and drinking his blood, he's talking about us taking in his life by faith, eating his words, listening to his voice, reading the gospels, his words, seeking to order our lives according to his word, according to his pattern, according to his character, trusting him every day in every situation of life. This is how we become one with him and become united with him. This is how, figuratively speaking, we eat his flesh, and drink his blood by walking with him every day in faith, listening to his word, thinking and meditating upon his words and ordering our lives according to his pattern and according to his directions. And in this way, we eat his flesh and drink his blood and his life becomes a part of our life. I think this is what Paul was expressing in a different, in a different way when he said in Galatians, he said, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Paul had 
eaten the flesh and drank the blood of Christ, figuratively speaking. And he could say, I've been crucified with Christ, and Christ now lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, our lives are to be so united with Jesus. He is our all in all. He is our reason for being. He is our life. He is our bread. He is the bread that came down from heaven. And we have eaten him and we have received eternal life. Those Old Testament saints, they ate the bread that came down from heaven and they died. But Jesus said, if you eat this bread that I give, I am the bread of life. Eat this bread, you'll live forever. Have you eaten the bread? Have you eaten? Have you received by faith Jesus Christ, the bread of life? If you haven't, do it today. Just simply say, Jesus, I give my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. I turn from the selfish life I have lived, and I turn to you today, and I put my faith in you. And if you pray that sincerely, Jesus becomes your life. He forgives you, and you have a new life in him. I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. We'll see you tomorrow.